Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. How have you been? Good. <laughs> it's been, been a while. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know you uh, haven't been feeling too good. Yeah, I got struck struck with the COVID. Yeah. So, uh, I was out a week, and then the following week, I just didn't have the energy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, feeling feeling better now, like everything's back to normal? Yeah, I I just uh, still have a lingering cough. Hmm. Yeah. But other than that, I feel better, like my energy levels and stuff. Yeah, that's good. I've heard, you know, I've heard from people that that have said that their their energy levels have not returned back to normal, even like months yeah. later. So it's it's good. It's hopefully you don't have any like lingering effects. Yeah, I hope not. I, I can at least uh, exercise now. So well, that's, that's a good. good sign. I, yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably uh, um, evidence that you're you're back to normal. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, really. Uh, really busy actually my uh my um kids are just in different activities and things my oh, uh, going back and forth taking them places and stuff or what yeah like my my youngest is playing softball now yeah. um so it's uh you know she has lots of uh, lots of games and so we're going to a lot of games and doing uh <laughs> doing that softball stuff yeah so it's been busy but it's uh it's fun to watch her play so yeah are you still working from home or not you're back at work no uh still uh still at home for the most part um do you think that's uh, gonna be permanent for you or i i i think so at least for at least for the um, foreseeable future, because so it, it's kind of been a hot topic at, at my work. Um, you know, ev- everybody pretty much wants to keep working from home, and um, uh, so I basically at my at the company that I work for, I work in. Um, information security so like cyber security type stuff and um they they have a a hard time keeping people because it's such a competitive uh uh industry and um uh especially with the work from home option happening now like everybody wants to keep working from home so it's kind of like it's almost like leverage for for uh for the employees to say you know we want to work from home or we'll go somewhere where we can you yeah. know yeah um but we but i basically i have i just go into the office um uh two days a month mm-hmm. and um except for like if we have like uh planning or some like event or something um, and actually we, we have planning, uh, for the next quarter, uh, 
tomorrow and Tuesday. So I'll be in the office tomorrow and Tuesday. Um, but that'll be it for me, uh, for, you know, another like two weeks probably before I go back. So you're totally used to it. And do you like, uh, you don't even have to get dressed to go to work, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing, Mike. Like I, it's funny, like, you know, before this was a thing, I I would have told you, like, I don't think I could work from home all the time. Yeah. But now I'm, it's like, I, I, I'd rather just work from home. I mean, it's so, so easy and convenient. Like there, are, <laughs> there are like, it, it's, it gets bad, but like, there there will be days you know several days in a row where i don't even leave the house ah <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> unless i have like errands to run or right. or if i you know if i've got my kids um usually when i have the kids we're out doing stuff but um but if it's just me by myself i'll be i'll be in the, in the house for for days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah that's cool but i mean i i get outside plenty with my dog so i do a lot with him but yeah uh, what kind of dog is it uh he's a uh he's a shih tzu poodle mix oh so so he's a tiny little guy yeah um it's funny he looks like a small little poodle kind of um he uh he pretty much looks like a poodle but he's like shih tzu size. <laughs> yeah. Shih tzu's yeah. pretty low to the ground. <laughs> yeah, he's a I mean he's he's a little bigger than a shih tzu but yeah. But not not much. Yeah. Keeps you busy. Yeah, that's for sure. It's uh it's so funny too because he um like he He's only ever known he's he's two years old, so he's only ever known me working at home. Yeah. And so the days that I do go in the office, um, I I have my brother come over at lunch and just let him out. But um, but uh, it, it's so funny because he's like he's learned my routine, you know, to a T. Like he knows when I start work, he knows when I'm off work. Yeah. Um, it, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's my, so, my so uh, how, how, like, uh, what have you been into lately? Have you been streaming more TV or have you been reading more or playing more guitar or what? Um, yeah. Or mostly uh, focusing on your daughter's activities. Um, a little bit of, kind of a little bit of everything, really. Um, I try to, I, when I'm not being lazy, I try to do as much as I can. Um, I, uh, I've been doing some painting around the house, uh, just fixing stuff up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, don't really, uh, I. I'll, I'll occasionally stream some stuff, but, um, 
usually I just watch like old like old TV shows. Um, uh. that, that's usually my favorite is to just watch like old TV shows that I like. Like last night I watched a, a bunch of um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was dying laughing. So um, yeah, we're caught up on that. Um, that was yeah. an interesting season because they spent. I don't know if you you're caught up, but uh, they spent a good portion of it in like Ireland. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I haven't. I don't think I've seen any of the the newest season. Yeah. The they have a them... they have a really funny uh, uh, opening because uh, it 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 makes fun of like everything political that happens, and yeah. it, it ties them. It ties them into the events, like the major political events while Trump was in office. <laughs> so it, it, it was pretty interesting. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that one had us rolling. That was one of the the best ones that that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. It's I I like how in in later seasons they really, um, I like how they really play on the 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 different things that they've developed for the characters so like like max gay now and yeah. uh, uh dennis is just like a really weird and creepy like like predator yeah he is <laughs> and they're they're uh not ashamed of it like they yeah. they, they go as extreme as they possibly can <laughs> yeah and i love i love like when they they um uh like mac is like so dependent on dennis and and uh <laughs> frank and charlie are like so dependent on yeah, it's each like other. a father and son <laughs> and they well, play they, they play they, off I, of each other like really well too like yeah. even in this last season they they play off of their relationship a lot <laughs> And then yeah. D is kind of against everybody because <laughs> they're always picking on her. Like, yeah, and they and it's, they it's really, four against one. Yeah, they get and they get even like meaner to her also. Like yeah, <laughs> as it gets uh, end of the later seasons. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> She's married to Mac, I think, in real life. Yeah, she is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she is hilarious. She is so. I think fun. Mac is the creator of the show. Uh, the the three of them. Actually. Oh, they all created it. Yeah, Mac and uh, Dennis and Charlie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Danny DeVito is just classic in there. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he was such a like he was such a perfectly cast addition um, for sure. that. Show. Like it's, they get him to do so many crazy and hilarious things. Yeah. His toe knife, you... him and his toe knife. <laughs> his toe knife. <laughs> the one I watched, one I watched last night was where um, they, uh, they, uh, uh, Mac and Dennis were um, renting out, their apartment as an Airbnb. Oh my God, that was a good one. 
to like trap women to go yeah. and stay with Dennis. And yeah. then, and then, uh, uh, Frank and Charlie try to do the same flyers thing. to ha- have like a, like almost like a hostel yeah. uh, in their apartment. And they get those two guys. Yeah. And the old guy's got the toe spoon. <laughs> <laughs> they became attached to him. Yeah, they they became like soulmates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're that's a funny raunchy show. That's one of yeah. our favorite comedies. It's that so Seinfeld, good. like when we were both sick, we both got COVID because oh. I couldn't really isolate in time because by the time I tested positive, it was already too late. Because yeah. the new the new strain, it's like you don't. You, you show symptoms and you're like, oh, it's just a common cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I tested and I was negative, so I wasn't really worried. I was, yeah, I'm going to go to work. And the next day is when the fever happened and I I tested again and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm positive. <laughs> yeah. And then it was already too late for Barb. Yeah. So we watched, yeah. the, like, I think we watched, like, every single Seinfeld while we were sick lying around <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that would be quite a quite a nice time for me yeah and i i watched another comedy called killing it i don't know if you heard about it but uh it has the guy from the office one of the guys and uh it's on hulu um and it has uh, an australian woman and the the premise behind it while it's not the underlying theme is he's like an entrepreneur that wants to get people to vest in his company because mm. uh, he thinks he's got a way forward for like prostate cancer. And, mm. uh, but he can't get people to invest in it. So he's got to have like some startup capital. And in Florida, they have that snake problem mm. uh, with those Burmese pythons or whatever they are. And uh, they hunt him, so he be- he becomes a hunter with this other Australian lady, and that's a real thing. I mean, uh, they hunted down like one of the largest female Burmese pythons that they've ever had, and it had like a ton of eggs in it. <laughs> uh, just recently, huh. yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. And th- they don't like like say, oh, that's not humane because whoever introduced these snakes to the environment, they're destroying the environment. Yeah. They're eating they're everything. Not, uh... I mean, they're swallowing all the, the uh, wildlife and everything. Yeah. They're putting things out of balance. <clears throat> yeah. So uh... it's crazy. Cause uh, they use this technology to, to like tag the male because the the females are way more dangerous because they have so much offspring. So they'll like capture a male and then they'll tag it with, you know, transmitters and then they follow that until it goes to mate with the females and then they hit the females. <laughs> huh. So, yeah, it's crazy. But it, it's a really raunchy comedy too in kind of in the vein of uh Always Sunny. Yeah, so it's uh and unforgiving it's, because it's you know how it's like on that was on FX mm-hmm. but it's kind of like catered to adults. Like yeah. always sunny will have nudity and stuff. 
Oh yeah. Well, they had like uh, Danny DeVito naked once when he was coming out of the cave. He was like sewn into the furniture or something like yeah. that, and he come out like you know naked out of it. Crawled out of the couch. Yeah, yeah right out of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this one will you know has the f bombs and all of that kind of stuff. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I watched a lot of like mindless stuff because I didn't want to concentrate on anything. Yeah, that's that's usually like how I am when I watch something. I'm usually like just I just want to decompress and like zone out, you know. Yeah. And when I had the COVID, I like had no energy to read. Like I didn't want to read any comics <laughs> at all until I started feeling better. Like. Thursday is when I started reading a lot because I got sick on Sunday and it wasn't until Thursday that I actually wanted to read anything. <laughs> I was just like vegging out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a weird thing that I, I have that too, like where if I'm sick, like I just I don't even feel like reading comics. It's weird. Yeah. You know? It's like you don't wanna you don't wanna do anything. Well I had I thought I thought I would read like a record number, you know, like I I'm going to just sit here and read everything I'm behind on. And <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I and was... I was ready prepared that week too. Like uh, I had read the green lanterns and the house of mysteries and the rogues. Like I was already for that first week. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, I just don't have the energy. And when you're kind of hot and feverish, like, you just don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah. And that was the peak because the first Sunday that I was sick, that was when I was going into Monday and I was still negative, but that was when the fever was starting to, to come along. How long did you have a fever for? 24 hours, <laughs> which was long. Yeah. And I wasn't smart about it. I tried to drink a lot of fluids, which is good, but I should have just tried to bring my own temperature down. And I I finally did, like, forced it down by, like, putting, like, cold rags on my forehead and neck and stuff. And Hmm. it's like I drove it down on its own and and then tried to keep it down. And Yeah. But, yeah, I was an unusual unusually long time for a fever yeah my wife didn't have it nearly as bad as i did well that's that's good i had it weird too i had i had stupid things like i had a metallic taste in my mouth i had the, <laughs> a, a long fever i had like sun sensitivity which is weird it was like I was on antibiotics or something and like I because I go for like a mile and a half walk and it just like I feel like my scalp's burning or like my skin is burning and I've never felt like that before wow yeah Yeah, just like extra sun sensitivity huh and then crap in my eyes like I never use like um visine or eye drops or anything and I was, my eyes were just like red, red, and I had to use eye drops. 
Huh. Yeah. And migraines. I never get migraines. I was getting them. <laughs> You've had that. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never had a migraine. I get headaches, but I don't get migraines. But this was giving me migraines. Huh. So, yeah, that's crazy. That is. That's weird. Yeah. But I reread... Uh, I reread some of the stuff just to kind of refresh my mind. The House of Mystery, I know because it's an anthology, I had to like look through and remember what happened. And the the only ones that I remembered was the Swamp Thing one because I've read that like four times. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I I've read it because I had I I have the original, so I I read the you know the monthly. And then I read it when I got the collected edition. Oh, and then yeah. I read it twice digitally. <laughs> but yeah. the the one that the the one series I liked a lot, like at least for me, it resonated with me was the Green Lantern. Cause it was yeah, it was really good. I was just surprised because I was like, who's this creative <laughs> team? You know, like. What what are they gonna do? And it was like just so epic from the start. Mm-hmm. Because it was like we're gonna become you know part of the United Planets, and it was like kind of like Star Wars when they're all sitting on their platforms, and <laughs> it was like no, we 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 reject them. We don't want them. <laughs> yeah. We don't even want them to police our area area anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's so cool. It's like they they're going to get rid of their they're not going to allow them to police their sectors anymore and i'm like well that's interesting and then they they get voted into the united planets and then shit hits the fan it's like mm-hmm. the terrorists the, those magic people start forming these acts of terrorism and yeah. you have like this creature that starts destroying stuff and the only way they're able to decimate the magic is by kind of like turning off their rings <laughs> not being aggr- aggressive towards it and i was like oh man that is that is like really cool and then the cliffhanger at the end is they assassinate a guardian like it's he's killed and that like yeah. springboards like all kinds of other stuff well, and they, um, they, uh, the, the first kind of conflict is like the, during the, during the voting, uh, the yellow lanterns vote to, um, deny the green lanterns. Yeah, Sinestro's so, hardcore. Yeah. So they, they really, they really play it up like the yellow lanterns are kind of behind the attacks. Yeah. But they weren't, at least it looked like they were, but it looked more like the the element of magic, those that magic yeah. witch. Yeah. And her followers were the <laughs> ones that like sparked this. But it, it still seems to me like I only read the first three and um, it, it seems to me like somebody else is pulling the strings and and we we don't know who that is yet. It might be Sinestro. It it, it might be, but 
I, I just loved it. And then it brought that far sector Green Lantern in. And I God, I love her when she's like, oh, when she sends the message to all the Green Lanterns because he said, you know, she's trying to track to see if there's any alive because the the next act of terrorism is the the whole lantern blows up. Yeah. Oh, was decimated. And they sent off a thousand Green Lanterns into space into these dark sectors. <laughs> It, it, it's just nuts. Yeah, and they um, they show. Uh, I don't remember. It's uh, it's not. Uh, I don't remember for sure, but they um, uh, if they show this person or not. But there's the the person like in the chair watching. Oh, uh, like, oh, like in the Mobius chair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, who is that person? Because it just shows up once, and I think there's, like, a caption and stuff or a thought yeah. bubble, and I'm like, who is that? Yeah, he's saying, yeah, yes, oh, I die quickly. This is mercy, though you don't know it. Yeah. And uh, uh, Mongol's watching from War World, too. Yeah, with a smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? This book looks amazing digitally, like on the it iPad. Does. Oh, my <laughs> God, the colors and everything. Yeah. It's just, like, so vibrant, and every line is shown really well. Yeah. And uh, it very, almost looks better than in print. Yeah, very uh, crisp. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I... I um I actually kept reading in this series, but mm. um I I don't even remember the last thing I read. Like I don't even yeah. I don't even remember the last issue I I think I read through issue five, but I don't even really remember it now. Yeah. Um, but the 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 Teen Lantern. Um, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's like. Uh, She's like super stubborn and like really like it's it's almost like she uh, she only wants to listen to like certain lanterns. Yeah, uh, John and and Simon. I think she um, only has a tr well she has a trust basis and yeah. I think it's because the guardians want to get into her gauntlet. Yeah, because hers is not hers is like her own thing. It's yeah. not like. Well, it, the, it, the thing that's awesome is they think it ties into Krona, like yeah. to Krona's gauntlet. So yeah, it's like the cool. Guardians is like, we don't even know the source of the power, like where it's coming from or what's going on. And they, they talk about like the, what is it? the uh, Not the, what do they call the new universe? Omniverse. Yeah, Omniverse. Instead of the multiverse. And they keep, you know, driving that home as... Um, and that's where the, I think that dark, uh, sector is mm -hmm. near, yeah. near the area where they can't even patrol. And it's so cool because like that whole scene where they're in a ship and they're, they're, they send off, Oh, the ring scene too. Uh, the female, um, a guardian comes back after her brother's assassinated and she says, well, here's what we're going to do is 
now that we're part of the United Planets, there's only certain planets that, you know, kind of want us to police their sectors. And you, you just hear, we're just going to deactivate those sectors and then you'll be reassigned your task. And, and it's like awesome because you'll see like Guy Gardner's ring go off and it says, you know, you're doing this. And he's, they, they disassembled all the Earth Green Lanterns because there's like seven planets and Earth is one of them, which is like the center, like the core of the universe where mm-hmm. evolution happens. And the other ones are two decimated worlds. The one where John Stewart uh, lost the whole planet to. Yeah. And the other one is Krypton. And you're like, holy <laughs> crap, man. It's like Earth. And then I don't even know who the other three is because they didn't mention it. But I was like, this is awesome. Like this. It's so yeah. it's so different. It it almost yeah, like I one of the my favorite Star Trek movies is Undiscovered Country and it like has the same kind of like story beats as Undiscovered Country because it's like a murder mystery in Undiscovered Country where one of the Klingon ambassadors gets murdered and you don't know who's behind it. And it just goes through, you know, like what's happening. And that's kind of like the the way this happened is some, you know, somebody's behind something and and did all of this extravagant attacks and they don't know who it is yet. Mm -hmm. Oh God. I just, I I freaking loved it. Like I, I, I just thought even, even reading it a second time, I'm like, Man, this is good Green Lantern. I mean, and it has everybody. Like yeah. everybody's in there. Yeah, the whole the whole core. That's it it feels like a it, yeah, it feels like a Green Lantern core book. Yeah. Um and the in the planet that John is uh stranded on is uh like being um the people are being like rounded up as like slaves or something. Right. And, uh, uh, I forget who. Oh, the Kanuri, the Kanuris, the um, race that's rounding yeah, them up. Yeah. And it kind, it kind of uh, that that part kind of ends with them attacking John. Um, but a lot of the lanterns, like we're not. Like we don't know if they're alive or not. They're like some are just like floating. Yeah, because they space. they all went into groups of two, and uh, they went off into space. And there was that mushroom, and it was with with John. Yeah. And they were both going out, and all of a sudden the ring just like shuts off, and you're like, "Holy crap, this guy's gonna die!" And I guess that woman found one of her uh, probes found him floating in space and we yeah. don't even know where the other guys are because they all got separated yeah and there's even that one with salik like he he never even usually leaves the planet you know like he's their dispatcher and yeah he, he's there and <laughs> and john says well you can just uh team up with Gnort. <laughs> <laughs> and then that mushroom is like, why did you do that? Like, why did you team them up? <laughs> was that a sense? Was that a human humor? <laughs> yeah. Why did you do that? 
Yeah, but it. God, I just loved. I I loved it because. And and then they're getting like, I, I love when uh, the far sector Green Lantern, she's like the thinks that she's the last Green Lantern left. Yeah. Um. And then there, well, there's the gauntlet, but that we know it's not powered <laughs> by the power source. And uh, she wants everybody to think that she's the last Lantern. So like she sends out, just like the Jedi thing, you know, like okay, you need to hide and stay away from here until we find out what's going on. And, yeah. You, you know, it's like Order 66 just got, you know, sent out, and they're like, okay, we need to lay it low for a bit until I can take a grasp of this and find out who the enemy is. And if they, if you don't hear from me on a daily basis, you know that I've been, I'm dead. And yeah. I just thought that is so cool. And I, I love how she tells the alien races when they're there, like we'll look for as many as possible. And if we can get like, you know, a small percentage back, we'll, we'll help you. And she said, no, I want a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, we're getting all of them. We're getting back. all of them back, whether they're dead or alive. <laughs> I want to know where they are. I'm like, this yeah. is so awesome. Like it's just so global. You know, it's so big. Yeah, and it's uh, um, it uh, it ties into um, it ties into uh, action and um, uh, what's the other? Uh... Yeah, the war world stuff. Yeah, it ties into the war world stuff. Oh, and it ties into. Um, you know, action and the Legion stuff as well with the United Planets being formed. Yeah. It it really feels, God, I just, like, I it surprised the hell out of me because I'm like, who is this guy as a creator? You know, like, <clears throat> and I, I just feel like it, it's, it, it's like fresh. Like, it just seems like it's some, some take I haven't, seen before even though it's like a mash of like i said several movies <laughs> i i yeah. absolutely love it yeah uh and we have seen it's we and we have seen stories where like the lanterns have all kind of been you know scattered and lost but um but this does feel it does feel new and fresh and mm. It, it's funny, like this was a series like when I before it even before this series even started and I kind of saw, you know, previews or whatever, I wasn't really too excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I agree. This one is it's really fun and it's really cool to see all the all the lanterns again and they're working in the new lanterns pretty well, too. Yeah, and then what they do with Baz, like he gets burned really bad, and he's got like a name? cyborg. Kel- yeah, a cyborg like a arm. arm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a cy- maybe even a cyborg like foot or something. It kind of reminded me of uh, when Guy Gardner was Warrior. <laughs> you know how he could turn his whole arm into like a gun? Yeah, because he uh, Simon does that too. He's- yeah. Like turns his arm into a gun, and it kind of it makes sense for Simon since he carried the gun, right?
Yeah, it's just so. Yeah, I, I really, really, really loved it. Let me see if I. And it's I'm got gonna... dominators and all kinds of aliens in it. <laughs> I I just dig it. Oh, um, let's see. Let me see. I'm looking through issue four to see if I can remember um, any of it. Um, I think it was just mainly... It's the two new lanterns pretty much um, searching Oa, like, for um, survivors... Um, they've said, oh, and then Hal's in the background. Yeah. Hal's in the background at the end of three. Because he gets the message from the far sector Green Lantern and he's like listening in on it. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. That was cool too. Yeah. I, uh, man, I, this is, uh. This really surprised me. I, I, I guess it, part of it is because I wasn't expecting, like, a lot, you know? Yeah. So I, I like, was extremely surprised. Oh, so here's a big thing. In, in issue four, they um, we find out in issue four that the, um, the, the race of aliens that are on the, um, like, the slavers that are on the planet that John's on. Mm-hmm. We actually find out in issue four that they're not there for the, the people they're actually there for John. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's, they, they want something with him. So they might be part of this, uh, this larger, larger plot against the lanterns. But this is uh, by Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey Thorne and yeah. artist is like Dexter Soy and his art is amazing um, oh and they do um, they go through on issue 4 they go through the list of um, lanterns that uh, they go through the list of lanterns that that are that are dead um, because they, I guess they're, so John's got like the, it's weird. Um, John's like sitting in front of this, um, like computer thing with like, uh, um, I don't know what it is. It's like, uh, there's a big container with like a bunch of lantern rings in it and the computer's like reading off all the dead lanterns mm-hmm. and then some of them it's just listing that they're missing and some of them they list them as dead so like guy gardner's missing kyle rayner's missing um but then some of the others are actually dead i thought that mushroom character was a little weird like yeah, was... I, almost, I almost was wondering though like if it it was like an insider job. Like whoever 
like like in Star Trek Undiscovered Country, you learn it's not the Klingons that did it. It was somebody on Earth that started this whole mm-hmm. uh, wanted to go to war kind of thing. And I, I think it's an insider job on whoever was doing stuff. Like, yes, Sinestro might be pulling the strings with that one guy who's on the the chair. Like, I don't know who that is, but it just seems like they had to have somebody on the inside in order to do all of this. Cause it's like a very elaborate plan. Yeah, it is. Um, Oh, and then um, in issue four, also there, um, the new green, the far sector green lantern is talking with this, Kaluan, um uh girl was she the is, same was she the same one from the first issue because she was sort of running the uh, whether they get to stay on the united yeah. planets or not was it that same one yeah i think so yeah. yeah um she's so she's like running through like the probabilities of like who could have attacked them mm-hmm. and she says like the she says the like the the highest odds i guess are on sinestro being the the attacker and the um the teen lantern girl kind of overhears them and, and she like just flies off the handle and she sets her ring coordinates to new Korrigar. and so she like takes off to to new Korrigar to um confront sinestro and uh oh, I, look, new... I, I look forward to reading that that's gonna be cool yeah yeah i like and... her a lot it, it makes me want to read the young justice series that she was in mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and the whole idea of that gauntlet it, it's just the whole Krona thing is, is so fascinating <laughs> because he was a guardian. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, just, this could be, this is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Issue five is really good too. I'm just kind of scrolling through that one. <laughs> well, I noticed the art changes, so I'm hoping I still like the art as much as I, yeah. I did when Dexter Soy was doing it. Because Dexter Soy, I think, leaves after three. Yeah, it's uh, Tom Rainey, Marco Santucci, and Andy McDonald. Yeah. On the newer, or the later issues. This one knocked me on my ass because I didn't expect it. I really didn't. And I read it <laughs> twice, and I'm like, God dang, this is good. Yeah. Because I read is. it again this morning, and I was like, man, this is just – I had remembered everything except for some of the things that happened in the third issues and some of the details about, like – well, they were like, <clears throat> everybody's attracted to Earth because it's like one of the sources of evolution and these seven planets, and I remember them – I didn't remember that they had had uh, the planet where John was protecting that was destroyed. 
So I was like, oh, that's Zanshi or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, Zanshi, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really, I really like this one. I really wish the app would have uh, Green Lantern Mosaic so I could add that because it's sort of uh, the concept of Green Lantern Mosaic is like if they took all these like pieces, a piece of Earth, a piece of all these different planets and they made one Earth and then they put John in charge of trying to keep policy between all these different cultures and uh it was amazing hmm. yeah i don't know why they don't have that <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i don't think there is library extensive is the marvel uh unlimited it just seems like you know like when we get our new releases it's they're very focused it's like oh we're adding some captain carrot and uh, hardware mm -hmm. and icon and static and you know like all the milestone stuff but there's not like a, oh we're gonna <laughs> add green lantern mosaic or yeah <clears throat> it seems like they're more like slowly turning on the faucet with things they're focused on yeah let's focus on milestone and then we'll just do that slowly mm-hmm Yeah, I, I really like this. And uh, the House of Secrets was really good, too. I mean, there were some really good good stories in that anthology. Yeah, let me see if I can bring that up. <clears throat> I found out that like when I cover things digitally, if I try to do it live, it, it's slow as hell. But like I if I if I try to download <clears throat> if I download the 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 issues like it I don't have the big as big of a problem. Yeah, I'll have to download um, next time. Because uh, uh, the one thing I want to po point on the co cover, it's an interesting uh, uh, fact, is that uh, Bernie Wrightson used um, Wheezy uh, Simonson, I think, as the model for the girl in the foreground of that Swamp Thing cover. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's such a great cover. Mm. So cool. And it's sort of a, a done-in-one story <laughs> of Swamp Thing. And, yeah, they they tweak the, uh, the origin a little bit, but it's pretty much stays similar. In other words, they were scientists that were working on you know, an experiment <clears throat> and one of the scientists falls in love with the guy, the fiance of the guy that's going to get married mm -hmm. <clears throat> and is his jealousy leads him to killing 
Uh, I don't even think his name is Alec Holland in this one, is it? <laughs> no, it's um, it's Alex Olson. Yeah, Alex Olson. Yeah. So, so it's almost like a, not really the first Swamp <laughs> Thing, but it is. And he kills him so he can be with the woman that he's always loved. And she's so decimated from losing her, was it her husband? I think they were married, right? Yeah, they were married. <laughs> Not very <And> long. <laughs> but it seems like they like they were the they were like a a true like true like soulmates that should have been together. Yeah. And um, then this guy is so evil that he's like, "Well, then I'm just going to kill her." He like has the the shot yeah. later on. <laughs> if you yeah, if, if I can't have you, no one the No can. one will. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when um, the creature in the bog, Alex, comes back and um, stops him. And then she's horrified by the way yeah, he looks. But, yeah. yeah, and it's really uh, – what's really interesting is, like, the way the story – I mean, you look at this compared to, like, what Swamp Thing became. And you wonder, like, was it just um, – it almost seems like he, you know, this first story, like it was just meant to end there, you know, and yeah. they, they, they kind of, you know, somebody at some point later on decided like, Hey, let's, let's reuse this character again. Well, I think probably because they had a good, probably feedback on the issue. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, maybe we're on to something. And then at the same time, <clears throat> it's amazing how in proximity, I, I think I read somewhere, I think it was in one of those back issue magazines or whatever, or one of the Swamp Monster specials, is that the guys who were working on Swamp Thing and Man Thing were actually hmm. roommates. Yeah. So it, it's like, wow, you know, like they, they, it was actually happening at both companies around the same exact time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think of the two characters, Swamp Thing was a lot more successful than Man Thing. Even though Man Thing did have a movie, Swamp Things had like four plus a TV series plus a cartoon. Uh, plus uh, two TV series. Um, he had one on USA back in the day, and then they had one on the the app, um, which went to HBO. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch it? No, I didn't. It's really worth it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, I need to check it out. I heard it was good. Yeah, I don't know like what happened, but it it seems like it was canceled because. Not because of the the ratings, but more because of promises that were made by Georgia or wherever this thing was filmed yeah. about tax cuts, and they didn't get them. So yeah, and it, it came made down it to like budget, right? Yeah, budget. and so it came out of budget, and they didn't make as much profit on it, and they were like, "Oh man, <laughs> we took a hit on this one." <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. 
Um, yeah, and the second the second story is the, the this guy that's like obsessed with like knowing what death is. Yeah, he wants to experience like the minute before. Yeah, death. Like he wants to. He wants to know what people see like when they're dying. This is almost like Flatliners before Flatliners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he has that wife <laughs> and he wants to see as she's on her deathbed, he goes to see as she's dying and then he's like he doesn't get to see what what's happening. So later on I think he hit a kid like with a car accidentally and then the kid is like gonna die and he's giving them money and trying to help the kid the family and then the kid recuperates and he's mad about it yeah <laughs> like he wanted this the kid to die I'm like this guy's awful <clears throat> and then he's got the the son-in-law or not the son-in-law the um, brother-in-law uh he's supposed he's like financially taking care of this loser mm-hmm. and uh he confronts the brother-in-law because he doesn't want to now that his wife is dead he does not want to financially help him and they get into a gun uh like a gun skirmish and he gets shot and he sees what he wanted to see and that's the irony of it yeah i think he was going there to kill the to kill the kid um, and then and then try to try to learn from him what he would see, but then he accidentally gets shot and tells the kid what he's seeing, and then the kid like goes crazy. Yeah, ends up in a a psych ward. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good that was a good story. I like that one. And then there's It's Better to Give. That was a good one, too. This was about a little boy that becomes friends with, like, a guy who lives in a junkyard, like a hobo. Oh, yeah. And he gives him, like, his last penny or whatever, his last dime. Yeah. And because of that act of kindness... A, a, a old faucet in this junkyard turns on and gives him every dime that it just starts pouring dimes it as he turns on the rich. faucet. Yeah. yeah, makes him rich. And uh, somebody over, somebody like sees him like spending all this money and follows him and sees that he's got this magic faucet, and so he comes up behind him and kills him. And the kid happens to see it because he's coming back to talk to the guy or whatever. And the kid's got a balloon and he catches the guy in a, in the balloon and then he pops it. <laughs> 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 and the guy just like vanished. Yeah, I so like that, that. That was pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. It's karma. Yeah. The kid didn't like that he killed his friend. Yeah. And then there was yeah. a short, like, art horror story called Trick or Treat. It's only a two-page. 
and then we have 93, which I think the it's scanned a lot differently, like at a lower uh, resolutions, because you see all the dot pixels in this one. Yeah, it's like a, <clears throat> like a <clears throat> it's almost like a photocopy. Yeah. The first story is Lonely and Death. This one is uh, Steve Skeets and Jim Aparo. And uh, you can kind of see the Aparo in the eyes, um, especially of the female. <clears throat> and this is about a woman who thinks her mother's haunting her. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's really the brother that's that's <laughs> actually setting her up so he can get all the money. Mm-hmm. And uh, that turns around because um, he ends up getting killed by the spirit of the mother because she comes back in the house to uh, protect him. And there's like a huge wave within the house and it kind of washes him out the window <laughs> And he falls to his death. And uh, she says, Mother, forgive me. I didn't realize you weren't trying to kill me. You were trying to protect me as you always have. It was you who turned on the lights and then saved my life. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. The next one is really, the next one was really weird. Yeah, Alex Toth. It's like the giant there's like these giant hands coming out of like a swamp uh with um <clears throat> like holding a bunch of rope. Yeah, like, is it like it, the, when I was watching that show killing it too <laughs> I, I think this is a thing, this cat's cradle or whatever they you do yeah. with these ropes. I, I didn't yeah. quite understand it, and it's probably something that's really old. But uh, this guy goes there. This guy was uh, creating – he was, like, wiping out forestry, right, for a banana farm or something, a plantation. Yeah, yeah. And they run across this giant – and then he goes underneath and they find all this gold and he frees, I think he frees the giant. Yeah. The giant's like stuck, like it, it, like in the, in the water or something. It's really weird. But when they find where all the gold is, that one guy's got the rifle on the two guys that have the plantation and they're able to kick a brick and hit him in the face, and he causes a avalanche, kind of like within the cave. <clears throat> and then my nightmare is kind of like just a uh, a premonition thing about falling. And it actually does happen. 
he has these nightmares about falling in complete darkness. Oh yeah. To his death, and then he's on a construction site the next day, and he's actually falling to his death. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it ends. Yeah, that was that was a short one. the The next one is like uh, <clears throat> there's like a, a a mysterious box that this guy finds. Um outside and takes it in and opens it and there's this weird like green like slimy thing in the box and it crawls out and it's like crawling across town just slowly getting bigger and bigger and it goes into these cocoons and every time it comes out of the cocoon it's twice as big yeah keeps going into different yeah things it's using as a cocoon um and then uh i think he yeah. he traps it in a cocoon and then dynamites the cocoon while it's in there yeah they end up uh trapping it and Throwing a bunch of dynamite in there. So I guess like, yeah, because when it went into the cocoon was like the only time it was vulnerable. Yeah. I didn't see a creative team on that one. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I don't think that was yeah, I don't shown either. anywhere. The next one's called Never Kill a Witch's Son. And this is by <laughs> John Albano and Tony Desanuga. And this was a... This story I've, we've kind of seen a billion times, but it's always a good one. Um, there's this rich old guy... And uh, the people that were going to inherit the money end up killing him. And he's the witch's son. So she puts a curse on them. And then you find out that this guy is so bad that he was going to kill the, his his wife after just as well. <laughs> and then she thinks she sees is it her uncle? I, I think that is that they killed. Yeah. So they killed his uncle collecting the insurance money and then she sees an image of the uncle or she gets the phone call and she thinks it's her uncle and then later on in the night she wakes up deliriously and thinks she sees her uncle right outside the window and it's her husband and she pushes him out the window. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and kills him. Yeah. He's got the doctor looking at her and the doctor leaves and he's about to shut the windows and she pushes him out. <laughs> and she's just laughing when the police put her in the yeah, car. Yeah, she's going to go to a asylum for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, the, um, let's see. That takes it, us to the next one, right? Yeah, is that the face one? The man with my face? Is that the first one? Uh, yeah, the man with my face. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked it because I always like gambling type stories or like you selling your soul. <laughs> this time instead of selling your soul, you're selling your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is by Jack Sparling. At least the art is. And this guy yeah. like lost his entire fortune gambling. And he's like, not only his fortune, his company's. Golly. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, his company. He loses all of his company. Yeah, now. thanks a lot, guy. You know? <laughs> and as you say, I'll be disgraced, sent to jail for 20 years. And this guy shows up with a magic coin. A lucky says, silver dollar. Yeah, you'll you'll get luck as long as you sign this contract and I'm going to get your face and we're going to switch bodies and you'll still keep the coin. Well, as he's with the coin with his new face, he ends up uh, getting hit by a car and losing the coin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it just goes to hell from there because he gets taken away by the white coats and because uh, he says, you know, that's my face. That's me. And it's <laughs> nope. He gave his face away. Yeah, he went to his uh, he went to his work, right? He went to his work, and the the other guy in his body is at his work. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one's like a Jekyll and Hyde story where the one of the inspectors who's investigating a series of like murders um, is uh, <laughs> he keeps he keeps fighting with his wife like his wife is nag keeps nagging him and it's he, like why uh, are they married they hate each other yeah. like he comes home and he's absolutely <laughs> miserable and all she does is yell at him the entire time yeah. I, I love it. It's uh, <laughs> he keeps calling his wife a lousy witch. And, yeah. Uh, he um. He's like doing something with uh, some sort of research with something in the basement, and uh, he keeps getting these headaches. And uh, he goes over to his friend's house, and. Uh, Uh, then we see, like, we kind of see him walking and then we see the strangler again, kill another girl. And this inspector's like close to the scene. He thinks uh, it's himself. Yeah. Cause he, he's having these headaches and he thinks he like blacks out and yeah. is committing these murders. Um, and his wife is still nagging him, and he's got these <laughs> this headache again. 
Uh, and then he starts to think maybe it was him that, that did it. Um, and eventually the, uh, he tries to kill again and the girl like, uh, catches him off guard and actually fights back. Um, I think the girl was setting him up. I think she was undercover. Yeah, the the cops the cops set him up with uh, that inspector um, to get to figure out who the the killer was, and they end up shooting the killer, and he changes, um, and it ends up being the guy's friend uh, who was he was visiting, um, who also hated his wife because every time he saw these women, he would picture his wife. Yeah, yeah, and he was looking. For, he was looking for an alternative to drug addiction. Um, he uh, experimented on himself with the drug with the drugs, and it um, changed him into this uh, hide creature. And then he, the the detective takes it, and uh, he takes the formula, and he's gonna start drinking it. Because <clears throat> I think he wants to kill his wife. Yeah, he tells it. He tells his wife to start packing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, then he drinks the the stuff. Well, she, the first thing she says to him is, I hear you caught the strangler. I've already decided exactly how to spend your bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, how thoughtful of you. Is dinner ready? And she says, dinner? You've got a good case. I've got better things to do. First, there's plane tickets to Rio. It's beautiful about this time of year. And then there's, and he goes, I'd make one ticket if I were you, Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> He warns her because if she stays, she's dead. Yeah. This next one I don't remember too well. The day nobody died. Um. Yeah. Uh. It's so the it's basically de- death has taken a vacation, and uh, um, he's this guy in this yellow suit on the first in the first panel um there's like a fire at a ballet and this this guy outside is um saying those heavy glass doors are jammed the dancers will never survive that searing blaze and and um this guy says yes they will now that i'm here and so every like there's all these different scenes where there's like either a disaster or there's a serious medical procedure at the hospital. And this guy is at every one and he keeps, he keeps reassuring the guy and it's the same guy. Every time he keeps reassuring him that no one will die because I'm here. And he keeps saying that in each scene, no, no one will die. Um, and, uh, Then, um, let's see, uh, 
and then at the end, um, after the the fire at the ballet, when uh, uh, a blast of wind breaks the glass doors and lets the people out at the ballet, um, the guy looks at the stranger and the stranger says, I told you, and he kind of walks away and... Um, uh, each scene, uh, the person survives just like the guy said they would. Um, and now, um, at the end is the end is really kind of weird because the end is like the two two these two doctors talking. Um, the doctors that had had this uh, serious medical procedure. And uh, the one doctor says, don't you see, Tom, he wasn't some benevolent spirit of life whose presence prevented death. He was death, <laughs> death taking a day off. Yeah, he's on vacation. <laughs> yeah. The next story was similar to the monster one that we've seen before, but it's track of the invisible beast. Yeah. There's a uh, Cthulhu-like, uh, or not there's a uh, kaiju creature that destroys stuff and nobody's can see it except mm. for this one guy. Yeah. And I forget what the, what the, the reasoning is. Um, I know he finds a way to, to use science to, to get it to materialize, to show up. Um, yeah, let me see here. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. He thinks that explosion brought it to life. The ancient fossils in the coal tar I used as base could be the oh. origin of that creature, and the colorless residue could... The explosion have somehow united the two, the two substances brought it to life. Uh, the creature was the creature was uh the creature was invisible yeah um but he had like uh um he had like some green dye from his uh lab that um uh that he had in his pocket and he he like poured it on the on the creature so they could see it or he like splashes it all over and they created a circle of stuff and then they like drew the creature in and they were able to uh then see it and it turned like from blue which he used to be able to the only one who could see it to green and then mm -hmm. once they could see it they could destroy it and that's what yeah. they did <clears throat> yeah they like shot it with missiles or something mm -hmm. there's a short called Abel's Fables and that's kind of like a Mad Magazine take on a little short strips. And then the last story is the bottle of incense, a whiff of the past. And it's some witch 
trying to go to the store to get this concoction and you sort of learn about her past she was a beautiful woman before she used to treat men like shit and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah she's trying to get her youth back because she finally met she finally met a man who um she treated like crap but he really he really loved her and um as she was kind of being difficult with him, he he got hit by a car and killed. And then afterwards, she realized that he could have been he could have given her happiness. So she kind of sells her soul to a demon, and the demon comes back and sits on her <laughs> and kills her. I guess. Yeah, claims her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun stuff. And then the next book we have is Rogues. Rogues, yeah. Number two. Yeah, in this... Yeah, and in this one, they... Uh... Um, they actually get to Gorilla City. It kind of starts with uh, some uh, investigators um, looking around for uh, the rogues. Like they notice they're all missing. And then they're trying to get a boat, right? So they can get to Gorilla City. Because yeah. he sort of knows how to get there. Yeah, and the... Uh, all the... All the people are scared to take him there. Scared to... Magenta is sort of the one that... Is able to get the boat out of the crap, I guess. They're dysfunctional. Um, it's not like the rogues that get along very well. They seem very, especially Trickster. Like he, he doesn't seem to get along with anybody. Yeah, they all kind of have different lives now, and they've all kind of moved on. But Leonard doesn't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. And Trickster, all Trickster does is give uh, Leonard a hard time. And, and then he... they they find Gorilla City. At first, it looks like what just you just regular imagine. gorillas, yeah. What, yeah, what you would imagine. It's like Jungle Book kind of thing, and uh, it's a bunch of gorillas just in the trees with like treehouse looking things. And they, Trickster's kind of laughing at, laughing at uh, Leonard. And uh, then they find, <clears throat> Leonard tells, uh, tr tells them to look around and he tells, um, he t or Trickster says, 
um, this is just an illusion they're putting on a show, and he's trying to tell them, you know, all this stuff is fake, and he finds, like, a secret door, like a secret entryway, and then they get into a tunnel, which takes um out to the real Gorilla City, which is like a, an actual city, pretty much, within the within the jungle, like underneath kind of the, the tree cover. And it's like super civilized and they're all, all the gorillas are wearing suits and dressed up. Like it's a full functioning city and Grodd and all of his um, guys are kind of like mobsters. Grodd kind of keeps uh, keeps everything running. There's like poor gorillas and gorillas living in poverty and not and, they're, many... and they're there to like take gold back, right? So they, it's like their last heist job. Yeah, they're there to try and rob Gorilla City because. There's all kinds of money there. They've got casinos. Um, I mean, it's a full functioning city, and Grodd is like basically running all of it. Um, and and they kind of get uh, they kind of get um, uh, noticed. Uh, um, at one of the casinos, because Trickster, um, Trickster's like uh, gets uh, accused of cheating at cards, and uh, that, not very, not well, very smart when you're trying to. Yeah, that gorilla catches him. <clears throat> yeah, it's almost like. Uh, it's almost like a commandy type thing where they're they're the only uh, humans around. Mm-hmm. But then they are trying to kind of blend in and not get noticed. Um, and then they they get into a fight and they all kind of split up right they yeah and that's when cold runs into grod grod finds him yeah grod runs into him and finds him and knows exactly who he is yeah so they're gonna have to do some some sort of escaping in the third issue and final issue, right? Isn't that three issues? I think it's, I thought it was four. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Let me see.
Yeah, it's four. Okay. All right, so uh, we can pick our our books. <clears throat> I, w- I was going to say one of our books could be like Black Mana 1 through 4 because they're available on the app. Okay. Um, I think last time we also mentioned um, uh, Justice League versus the Legion. Oh, okay. So we could do those two. Sure. <clears throat> How many issues of that are there? Um, are you getting that in physical? Yeah. Okay, so we can cover up to whatever's been released. There, there's six. There's six issues. I think I've got three issues. Yeah, because there was a delay on it. Yeah, the it looks like the fourth one is not even. Um, the fourth one is not uh, out yet. So three issues of that. So for my my books, I think I'm gonna pick uh, the new adventures of Superboy. Let's see what they have. I guess twenty eight through thirty. So that's twenty eight through thirty, and then just to keep in the same uh, the same realm, I'll do Superboy. In the Legion of Superheroes, number 222 through 224. Hmm. Those will be fun. <clears throat> um, I'm going to pick uh, Green Lantern Corps um, from 1986. Um 207 through 209. That's the angle. 7 through 209. They kind of have a weird... uh, They only have a few of those issues, which is weird. Yeah. And they've got like a gap in there. Um, Let's see. My second one um, I'll pick uh, I'll pick one we've tried for before. I'll pick um, Eclipso one through three. Okay. Eclipso one through three. 
So those are our choices. The two books we're covering are Black Mana 1 through 4 and Justice League versus Legion 1 through 3. <clears throat> and then whoever wins between the new adventures of Superboy 28 through 30, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes 222 through 224, uh, Green Lantern Corps 207 through 209, and Eclipso 1 through 3. I think that wraps us up. Until next time. Yeah. And uh, you can find us at dcnoisepodcast.com. And uh, you can do that on Facebook and click the like button and also find us there. And you can find Kyle at kpettit5 at Twitter. And I'm at Mike Myers Brunch. And that sort of wraps us up so we could start our uh, busy work week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fun, fun. Yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and continue to um, read that Green Lantern, too. Yeah, and I I think they have like 10 issues out there. Yeah, I think it's the whole thing. I think that's all there is. Yeah, that's cool. It would have potentially – you know how they had that competition, the the Sweet 16 bracket thing for DC? Mm-hmm. It may have changed my vote to that John Sturt Green Lantern if I knew this was this good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I was really liking it. I'll probably finish reading it this week as my uh, midnight book. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of Wolverine, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the... Um, <clears throat> Chris Claremont and uh, John Buscema. Oh, ongoing. Nice. Uh, the Mandapur where he was Patch. Madripoor, yeah. Madripoor, yeah. yeah. I, I'm those really are, liking that. Yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got that uh, epic collection. That's what I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, I'm about nice. halfway in through it. So it started off with like the Marvel Comics Presents, like one through yeah. ten. Yeah. And then it goes into the the series, and I'm up through uh, probably seven right now. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I read that. Uh, I read that last year, I think. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. It's like um, high adventure there, and it has Jessica Drew, Spider Woman in it, and yeah, Karma. I was really surprised to see from New Mutants. Mm. Yeah, we get uh, do we get we get Hulk in that one too, right? Yeah, Mister Fix It. Yeah, Mister Fix It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been I I haven't really been too focused with my reading lately. It's just I've just been jumping around on the app at you know looking at old stuff like I just like I just read um like a, a hell an old like an old um jamie delano hellblazer arc and just kind of jumping around that's kind of what i've been doing except i stayed i'm staying on <clears throat> wolverine because i want to yeah. finish this epic collection yeah but on the app i'm kind of bouncing around started watching miss marvel because i was liking 
I mean, I was liking the TV show, so I started reading the the actual comic, and I, I I've enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we could wrap up, and I hope you have a good week. Yeah, you too. I'm I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, me too. This is my what third week back to work. The first week was pretty rough, but uh, last week was was sort of back to normal. That's good. That's yep. good. And then hopefully tomorrow, this coming week, I'm doing the elliptical every morning because last week was pretty sporadic. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, take care, Kyle. Yeah, you and too, I'll Mike. Talk to you in two weeks. See ya. Yep. See ya. Bye.